Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Once again, it's a privilege and an honor for Brother Ian and myself to come into your home, or perhaps your cell group, or perhaps even your church. It's a joy and a delight to share God's Word with you. But before I minister this morning, I feel it essential that Brother Ian greets you, or ask you to solve him as when he gave uh, his testimony. But I think it'd be good if he says hello to you again. Come, Brother Ian. Hi, uh, I'm Ian Sinclair. If you haven't already, you can view my testimony on the Calvary Apostolic Ministries webpage on our YouTube channel. It's a great testimony and uh, I encourage you really to go and have a listen to it. Go and watch it if you haven't already. It's, uh, it'll impact your life. And um, I'm really encouraged by doc, um, Dr. Joe's teachings um, and what he shares every week. And I'm looking forward to what he has to share today on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So without any further ado, I'll hand you back to Joe. Pastor Amen. Dr. Joe. Amen. Our topic for today is, Are There Apostles Today? And the question we pose is this. Why is it extremely essential that we convey the truth that there are apostles today? Well, I believe for this simple reason. To this very day, there are certain denominations in the church that vehemently teach that the apostolic age is over. And because the so-called apostolic age is over, there are no more signs and wonders. There's no more need for the baptism into the Spirit. There's no more need for the speaking in tongues. We had mentioned that as the body of Christ, it is by time that we realize whether or not there are apostles. The supernatural is not dependent on man. The Bible declares clearly, it is not by might, no by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And remember also, we are conveyed the truth that it's not to be called the Acts of the Apostles, but rather the Acts of the Risen Lord or the Acts of the Holy Spirit. However, we are going to establish truth this day. And may I add, joyously declare that there are Apostles for this day and age. But before I do that this morning, I must let you know that this is not an in-depth study on present-day apostles. In the months that lie ahead, I will be writing a book on church government, and Ian and I will probably also do videos on the very important subject of church government. And in this, we will deal extensively with the apostolic and prophetical ministries. Now, to the subject at hand. Are there apostles today? The answer is categorically yes. There are apostles for the modern day church. However, though there are apostles in the modern day church, there is one major distinction that we as the church must take note of. And this is the distinction. 
Though present-day apostles are anointed and appointed of God, they do not carry the same level of authority as the early apostles. And what I mean by that is that we are not established on present-day apostles' ministries. Rather, we are established on the teachings and revelations of the early church apostles, commonly referred to in the modern church as the foundational apostles. Why are they so called? Well, Ephesians 2.20 has this to say, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. What this simply means is that the early church apostles are those apostles on whom the present day church stands. They are our foundation. Present day apostles are not our foundation. Let me say it this way to you perhaps. The early teachings, the writings found in the Gospels and the Epistles are that which you and I stand upon. And even the present day Apostle stands also on that word and the church together with present day Apostles and fivefold ministry are but a part of the building on, on which uh, the, the, the entire church expresses the glory of God. Let me put it another way. You have the foundation that is the teachings of the early apostles, the foundational apostles with Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. Present day apostles and all the born again is but the building on, is but the building, the church itself. That which stands on the foundation. Present day apostles are not a part of the foundation. Rather they are a part of the building as such. We the church are erected, established on the divine revelation of the early church apostles. The foundational apostles. Modern day apostles are not foundational they do not receive divine revelation. Like all of the church, they too stand erect on the foundation laid by the early apostles. However, this is what is very important concerning present-day apostles. They are apostles of illumination. Yes, not revelation, but illumination by the authority of the Holy Spirit, the author of the word, they shed light on the word, they illuminate the word, they bring clarity, understanding to the word of God. The early church foundational apostles revealed, unveiled the word, and the present day apostles highlights sheds light on that which had been revealed by the early apostles. Take away the ministry of the modern-day apostle and even the modern-day prophet of Ephesians chapter 4, then I'm afraid 
much of the truth of God's word will not be made known to the church. It might be there as such, revealed by the early apostolic fathers. But unless light is shed upon it, unless the Spirit of God anoints modern apostles and prophets, I'm sad to say we will not grasp all of which God had intended for us to know through the Word. Now, let us turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. And we're going to read that scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. And before, that, uh, before I do that, I'll have a drink of water. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but, the, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And note, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. How many ascended gifts are mentioned in Ephesians 4? There are five. And that is the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Five ascended gifts are mentioned. And in the study of biblical numerology, five always speaks of grace. However, I had an experience years ago in the early part of my ministry. I was appointed to a church in Havenside, Chatsworth, Durban. And when I got there, I found it a wonderful, growing, flourishing church. However, I, I felt that the church needed an added oomph, so to say. The church was lacking drive. The church was lacking some, some dynamite from God. It, it, it lacked the oomph of God. And I decided to call special prayer meetings. And that was, was to take place every Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock. Well, <laughs> the first Wednesday I went there, and I was living quite a distance away from the church, got up early, drove there, got there, and to my dismay, only four people turned up. And I was very, very, very discouraged. But even in my discouragement, I prayed and I encouraged the people to seek the face of the Lord, those four. Then I felt the Lord deal with me. As if the Lord was saying, count how many people are here. And with myself, the number was five. And what I'd done, I waited upon the Lord. And no doubt the word grace came to, to mind. But as I further waited upon the Lord, the word power came to mind. It was as if God was saying that these five people, God will use them to show forth His power and His grace 
in the days that lie ahead. And as I waited upon the Lord, it suddenly came to me, and I mean from nowhere, from, from within me, the words just flowed. P-O-W-E-R. Power over wicked, evil rivalry. Even now, right now, I believe that God spoke to me clearly that day. And the word that, that came to mind after the word power was given to me was the scripture. You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Over the years, this acronym has become very meaningful to me. What the Spirit conveyed to me was not revelation, but light was shed on one word, power. Power over wicked, evil rivalry. My spirit has kicked in over the years. And what has God convinced me of concerning this power? And this is it. I have power over my rival. I have power over your rival. You have power over my rival. Amen. We have power over the works of darkness. We have power over over the devil through the baptism into the Spirit of God. You know from the Word of God, if you study it clearly, from the fall of Adam to the present day, there is rivalry going on. And that between Satan and God. The kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. And the spoils of this constant rivalry is none other than the internal souls of men, women, and children. That's why the church needs power. We are engaged in a spiritual rivalry. Listen to me very carefully. Not only is there power in the gift of the Holy Spirit, there's also power in the ascended gifts of men to the church. Both these gifts are from King Jesus. The first gift, the baptism, is to empower the church. The second gift, that is the ascended gifts of men, is also to empower the church. The ascended gifts is commonly termed in the modern day church as the fivefold ministry. And this being the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Like I said earlier on, over the years the Lord has elaborated what took place in that church that Wednesday morning. To me, over the years, power spoke to me of the hand. And I, 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 I want to give you the analogy that many ministers use concerning fivefold ministry. Uh, the thumb represents the apostle. The seal, the seal of authority. The prophet is the index finger that gives direction to the church. The evangelist is the longest finger that reaches out to the unsaved. The pastor's is the wedding ring finger. He that is 
married, so to say, to the church. He doesn't often leave his church. He's a resident minister. Minister, he's not a roving minister. And the teacher is represented by the little finger. Takes all the, you know, the muck out of our ears that we can listen carefully to that which the Spirit of God is saying. Now, I want to give a few illustrations to help us concerning fivefold ministry and why we believe it is essential for today. One of my favorite sports is boxing. I, 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 I always, as a young man, I, I was always crazy about boxing. And you know quite well that boxing has to do with the fists, the hands of the boxer. My other favorite sport is cricket. And you know the power of the batsman is in his grip of the bat. The skill of a bowler is how he grips the ball. Now, with all that analogies, let me drive home my point. What does some of these unenlightened denominations say of the apostolic and prophetical ministries? They say they are no more. To them there is now no more fivefold. They believe God has withdrawn these gifts. He has just brought... Now, let, no, no, let me say it again. God has not withdrawn these gifts. He has just brought some change to it. He has moved it from revelation to illumination. From drawing the curtain to being able to see clearly to what is beyond the curtain. It is the church itself that has amputated the thumb and the index finger. We move the authority and the direction that comes through apostolic ministry and prophetical ministry. Now, be it that the church does not accept apostolic and prophetical ministry for this day and age, then using the analogy of the hand, then the church has only three fingers. It only has then the ministry of the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Now, this is very important in this sense, using the analogy of the boxer. I, 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 I have a, a brother-in-law that we are so close. His name is Percival Magrim. And as a little boy, we called him Boyke. And I'm 16 years his senior. But when Boyke Percival was a little boy, I gave him a hard time. I used to slap him up. I used to tantalize him, tease, tease him, and punch him around. And after he had grown up, <laughs> uh, there came a day that I wanted to do it all over again, tantalize him and tease him and, you know, box with him and all that. Then he said this to me, Hey, Joe, I'm no more the young little boy that used to tantalize and tease and slap around. I'm now a grown man. And by the way, he said it very lovingly and very jokingly. He said, you know what, Joe? There was a time you controlled me, but no more now. I'm a grown man. And all that I need to give you, Joe, is two punches. One on your head and one where your head was. <laughs> I never ever tantalized him or teased him again. But no, using that as an illustration and, 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 and making some comparison to the church. Can you imagine 
a boxer coming up against a heavyweight champion and his thumb is amputated and his index finger is amputated and he goes into the ring with the world champion and he only boxes with three fingers on each hand. Whew. He's got no hope to win that fight. Someone says he has three hopes to win that fight. He has no hope. And then the cape of good hope. And he has Bob Hope. And by the way, Bob Hope is dead. Or can you imagine the, the batsman batting against the fastest bowler in the world? Or facing Shane Warne just having three fingers gripping the bat. No thumb, no index finger. No fours. No sixes, but just ducks after ducks after ducks. Can you imagine a cricket bowler bowling only having three fingers gripping the ball? I tell you, he will not take a wicket. Every second ball will be a wide, or what's the other one? It won't be a bouncer, it'll be a full toss. You see, for us to be effective, in all spheres of sport, where the hand is employed, every finger must be operative in order for us to be effective. Now, with that analogy, if we are to be effective against the kingdom of darkness, if we are to be effective in the church, if we are to break down the kingdom of darkness and shed forth the light of God's word, I tell you, you need all of the fivefold ministry. When the church stopped believing in the expression of the apostle and the prophetical ministries, you had what is known as the Dark Ages. And that was between the 5th and the 15th century. It's not surprising if you read there, the 15th century, that's about the time that Tyndall came and he printed the first Bible. And once the Bible was produced in written form, the illumination of God's word through apostolic ministry was operative again. Now, to me, the thumb speaks of authority. A seal. A stamp of authority. The index finger speaks of direction. And if you Take these two fingers, the thumb and the index finger, and you join them. They become the writing fingers. Amen. I tell you, in this day and age, there's so much illumination being put to paper, pen to paper, by men who are apostolic and prophetical in their calling. Let me just give you one more illustration. Just one more illustration. With my big, big, big Bible that's before me. Just one more illustration. I hope you can get this, Ian. Here's my dates Bible. I have several, several, several Bibles. I have about eight Bibles. But I chose this Bible this morning because it's the heaviest of all my Bibles. It's the biggest of all my Bibles. Now, 
what I want you to do is this. I want you to raise your right hand, raise it high, close your thumb, close your index finger, right? You lift with three fingers. Now pick up this Bible. Ooh, it's virtually impossible. Not so. Uh, I've got to get it out. Uh, 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 have we got this here? <laughs> it's a bit hard to do. It's hard. It's hard. Now. I've got this one here. All right, you, you, you come, you and, come and, in. And I'm finding it a bit hard to pick up too, see? Um, now, how was it? It was... It's just three fingers. Three fingers. Like All right. That. Now, pick it up with five fingers. Use, use your whole hand. Use your whole hand now, Ian. Let's go. <laughs> use your whole hand now, Ian. Look, look. Look. Your back was not so. Now use your whole hand. Put it down again. And use your whole hand again. Simple, eh? Yes. Simple. <laughs> now, let, let, let me have a drink of water. But I'm going to use three fingers, alright? I'm going to use three fingers, right? Be careful not to spill it. Oh, it's a battle. You see, I'm going to put my three fingers in the water. So difficult. But if I take my hand, it's so simple. How in the world did the church get by with but three of the ascended gifts operative? Ah! Let me say this, I don't know about you, but I am engaged in a battle. I don't know about you, but Brother Ian Sinclair is engaged in a battle. Every Tuesday we come to set this up, we have problems. But you know what? We pray through our problems. And I'm saying this to you, the church needs to get back the killer punch. The church needs to get back the killer punch. And there's only one way we can knock the devil out. There's only one way we can snuff out the kingdom of darkness. And that is to once again believe in apostolic prophetical ministry. To let them join with the other three and let the fivefold function once again in the church. Hallelujah. Blessed be the wonderful name of the Lord. I've used a lot of illustrations this morning. And um, how long are we there, Brother Ian? Oh, we've still got quite a bit of time. Okay, let me just close with this then. I, I firmly believe that the only way that we can conquer the powers of darkness, the only way that the church used by God to establish the kingdom of God is but for the church to believe in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, believe in the speaking of tongues, and believe and practice fivefold ministry. Now, I had said that there's a distinction between the foundational apostles and present-day apostles. But what I'm going to say now, it's very, very important. 
there is a difference between early apostles, who are the foundational apostles, and present-day apostles. But the purpose of the early apostles and the purpose of the present-day apostles remain the same. Yes, there is a difference. There's no more revelation. But the purpose of the early foundational apostles and present-day apostles, it is for today as well. Let me read to you the purposes of the fivefold ministry. We go to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. Now, my brother and my sister, I ask you the question, are the saints perfected? Is there not still imperfection in the church? Is sin still at times not rampant in the church? We are still imperfect in many a way. Many of our people are bound and shackled by habits. And you know as well as I know, it's hard to break a habit of sin. H-A-B-I-T, habit. Take away the H, you still have a bit of the habit. Take away the H and the A, you still have a bit of the habit. Take away the H, the A and the B, you still have each of the habit. And I'm telling you, my brother and my sister, fivefold ministry is that ministry through the preaching and the teaching of the word and the anointing of authority that is upon the entire five. That is a ministry that perfects the church. It gives the church the wherewithal, the, 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 the weapons of warfare to combat all imperfections in their life. Ah, oh, come on. Shout Amen, Ian. Amen. Then, for the work of the ministry, for the work of the ministry, we are perfected for the work of the ministry. My brother and my sister, let me say this. Every born again person is responsible for the evangelizing of the world. And I say this. The role of fivefold ministry in the early church and the present day church was to train up men for the work of the ministry. Has that in any way changed? You know, Paul had Titus, he had Timothy, he had Silas, he had Luke, he had young men around him. If you study also the life of Peter, there were those times that Mark was with Peter. And I'm saying this. We in no way have changed an operative style of, of, of training men for the ministry. They associate with us. We, lead, we, we take them wherever we go. We teach them to preach and we help them to become men and women of God. Amen. That's number one for the perfecting of the saint, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I ask you. I don't want to go deep into Greek words and all that type of thing. I don't want, don't want it to sound all Greek to you. But the word edifying means to build up. The purpose of apostolic ministry is to build up the church. My God. Now listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. This is vital. Yes. 
Yes! The early church apostles laid the foundation. And we are built upon that foundation. And let me say this. Those that are doing the building this day is none other than the fivefold ministry and more so, I believe, apostolic and prophetical ministry. They are building the building and what are they using? They're using the foundation which the early apostles used. They're using the revelation of God's word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You understand that, Ian? Yes. Then, loud and clear. Then another purpose. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. Wow. This is the purpose of the fivefold ministry. This is the purpose of apostolic prophetical ministry that denominations say are no more. It's to bring the church to a place of unity. And if ever. There is a movement that is divided. It is nothing else but the church. Why? Because we don't believe in those ministries that bring about unity. You hear what I'm saying? If you want unity back in the church, my brother and my sister, I say it and I say it again. I don't believe that the early apostles and the present day apostles are of the same authority. But what I will say, that the present day apostles carry the same function. It's only that the early apostles gave the word and the present day apostles have received the word from the early apostles. Oh, someone shout amen. 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 And I want to say this. You look at our church today, so many denominations. Then after denominations came all the independent churches. And I hate to say what I want to say, but my God, help us, Lord. Help us. Even these men that left the denomination to, 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 to set up the so-called fivefold ministry, Man, they, all they'd done was to set up one man bands. I believe in fivefold. I don't believe that the apostle or the prophet replaces the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher. But in the book and the teachings that lie ahead on video, I will deal with that. Then the other purpose, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, if ever the church needs to have knowledge of a person, they need knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then it also says, unto a perfect man. Are we perfect? Are we perfect? And, and what is it that helps us to fulfill uh, 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 all what has been written here? Fivefold ministry. You know, church, look at me. Church, look at me. Hey, I was, as a young man, a street fighter. And I said, and I don't boast, I could fight. But I lost more than what I won. My wife will tell you every year, for about 10 years in our early part of our marriage, I should carry blue eyes because I was a street fighter. But you know what? 
when I won my fights, even when I lost my fights, I never ever fought with three fingers. I fought with a full hand. I fought with a full hand. I'm not proud of saying this to you, but God has delivered me from, from, from fighting and all. Praise God for that. But just to use an illustration, no man will go into a fight with three fingers as a boxer. And if the church is coming up against the powers of darkness, and God has given you a full glove, a full hand, then why are we so stupid? Why are we so dumb just to go with a hand that has three fingers? It's rather sad. Last but not least. Oh no, it says, another purpose unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The role of fivefold ministry is that Christ be formed in us. The ultimate purpose uh, for your life and for my life is not that I be an, an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher. No. That is but secondary. First and foremost, the will of of God for my life is that I be conformed to the image of God's Son. Now, I look at Ian and Ian looks at me. He's almost as nice as, as nice looking as I am. Nice. <laughs> but as much as I see perfection in Ian, I see so much imperfection. As much as Ian sees perfection in me, he sees so much imperfection. Listen, the work of the fivefold ministry, it's not over. We still grip with bad habits. Then it says also that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. I want to say this when fivefold ministry is really restored and practiced according to biblical patterns, I believe much falsehood. Would be erased from the church. Force would be would be erased, and unity slowly and surely will come to the church. I'm going to close there. I don't know if you felt a witnessing that which I was teaching today. No doubt that I've only touched the surface of whether there be apostolic ministry or not. I thought I'd be able to conclude it, but looks like there'll be another video on it. And I just hope that God will give me the wisdom and the know-how to conclude with it in such a manner that God's people will not only understand the need for apostolic ministry, but they'll be calling upon God as well that they might embrace apostolic and prophetical ministry. Oh, hallelujah. For the next month, there'll be no videos as such, as I will be concentrating on the book. I have to finish the book by the end of March. I'm about a quarter of the way, and the book is entitled the distinction between praise and worship. 
And um, I want to conclude this book. Pray for me. But we will start doing videoing again and I will complete this concerning the, the apostolic age. But before we close today, I want to pronounce a benediction on you. And this is found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. It was the duty of Moses and Aaron to pronounce this benediction. Let me read what he said. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and unto his son, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless you, and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and give thee peace. i close with this. Though I pronounce the benediction, remember this one thing, church. If you love him, you will obey him. The command given to the church, to every born-again child of God, is to go into all the world. It is an apostolic mandate. I'm going to say it again. Go into all the world is an apostolic mandate. You might not accept the validity of apostolic prophetical ministry. But do you know that you have an apostolic mandate? And be it such that you have an apostolic mandate then you know what? You've got to accept apostolic ministry. Jesus said, go into all the world. Go into all the world. My dear friend and I, Basil Smith, and Basil, I give you my regards if you're still alive, and I trust that you are. I owe so much to you, Basil. You were a great friend, and you are a great friend to me. I'd gone to visit my friend Basil Smith. And when I got there, he shared with me how that he was reading a book by one of South Africa's renowned pastors, Ray McCauley. And in this book, he, he, he makes mention of the fact that two-thirds of God's name is Go. G-O-D and G-O, two-thirds of God, says Go. We got convicted. We knelt down and we prayed. We knelt down and we prayed. But even as I prayed, I, I felt the stirring of the Spirit of God. And as if God was saying to me, I haven't called you to declare part uh, 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 of, uh, uh, of my word. I've called you to, to minister the full counsel of the word. In other words, God was saying, thank God for the two-thirds of God. But he wanted me to add the D on as well. G-O, two-thirds of God's name is go. But as, but as an apostolic church, let's not forget the other third. D. D is the other third. 
and that stands for direction. As an apostolic church, let's go where God has sent us. Amen. I'm not finished. I will conclude this teaching on whether or not the apostles on the next video. But God bless you, God keep you, and please pray for me in the end. Keep us in your prayers. And have not a good week, as my friend always says, and that is Pastor Jacob Isaac, my son in the Lord. He always says, have a God week. God bless you. Amen.